Okay, hello and welcome to my podcast. Um, in this episode, I will be diving into the greater historical context of a specific slave trading ship from 1755. This particular ship's name was the Fure, and it embarked from Sierra Leone Estuary and arrived in San Domingue, which is now Haiti, carrying a total of 226 Africans who were sold or traded into slavery at the time. The available details about this ship were found on slavevoyages.org, um, originally from a manuscript that I have cited in the details of this podcast, along with other secondary sources that I have used to conduct my research on this. So what is the importance of doing this, of looking into this slave trading ship and the numbers, um, and looking at the greater context of what was happening in Sierra Leone at this time and what was happening to these enslaved peoples that had arrived at San Domingue at this time. Um, and the importance is that as we understand the conditions of these different places at the time the ship embarked and the time the ship disembarked, we can get a feeling for what the enslaved experience was like. And we can give a face to the faceless and understand the full expanse and effects of the Atlantic slave trade. So we're not just looking at numbers, but we're actually considering people and what those people went through. So let's dive into some details about this ship before we fill in the gaps. So I selected this ship um, that disembarked in San Domingue, what is now Haiti, because of my three adopted siblings from Haiti and the time that I've spent there. So I've always been interested in their potential heritage and discovering more about where their ancestors could have come from. I chose this specific ship because um, of just the few ships from Sierra Leone that ever went to San Domingue. And um, during this time period, because of the potential that perhaps some of the great Haitian Revolution icons um, could have had parents coming to Saint-Domingue at this time. This ship flew under the French flag, um, the uh, country that colonized Saint-Domingue and made it into a slave state. Uh, During its journey, this particular ship is noted to have experienced a natural hazard that made its journey slightly longer than what is typical. Um, This natural hazard just by my opinion, could have possibly been a hurricane. Um, There are a couple ships that arrived in Saint-Domingue around um, the same time period that reported the uh, same occurrence of a natural hazard, and we know that hurricanes are um, common in the Caribbean. And throughout this journey, 22 of those enslaved on the ship um, ended up dying, and unfortunately, this is pretty typical of this type of journey because the conditions were um, so horrible. Some people may have even um, tried to commit suicide on this journey. So now we move over to Sierra Leone. What would these people have experienced? What life would have been like um, from where they are being taken from? So knowing more about Sierra Leone gives us an idea about who these 226 people might have been um, and what influences they might have carried with them to San Domingue and um, how they might have gotten into slavery um, in the first place. So let's start with the numbers, just because this gives us a perspective um, and how being and how big the slave trade, sorry, was in Sierra Leone, and get us thinking about how that might have affected the economies, politics, and people there. So, so we're just going to go over a few numbers real quick. So concerning the slave trade, at the time of my chosen vessel, which again is 1755, eight ships purchased slaves from the Sierra Leone estuary for a total of 1,168 people. In that decade, so from 1751 to 1760, 7,143 people were transported as slaves from that same port. 
And during the 1750s, particularly, the slave trade in this area was increasing. So it hadn't yet reached its peak. That would be a little bit later, more in the 1780s around. But it definitely was um, increasing and happening at a much larger rate than it was earlier in the 18th century. And definitely um, a lot a lot more prominent than it was when the slave trade first started out. Um, trading slaves even became popular at this time um, for locals who eventually partnered with Europeans to trade less desirable uh, people because of how lucrative um, trading slaves was. Uh, Sierra Leone encompassed a variety of cultures and languages, the primary peoples being either the Temne or the Mende. Um, for some background history, during the 14th century, Sierra Leone was at the tip of the Mali Empire, but was invaded by the main peoples in the 15th century. And the main invasions militarized Sierra Leone. I mean, even after the Mains largely integrated with the locals of Sierra Leone, the area would still be left in conflict, with chiefdoms just pitted against each other. So war was a very, very common experience. Main peoples got into the slave trade with the Portuguese, who momentarily had colonized and tried to Christianize Sierra Leone uh, just prior to the 18th century. So the Maine would have traded war captives for profit, um, and indeed the slave trade was a uh, motivation for war, um, though certainly not the only reason for war. Um, there were territorial, material, and political ambitions behind warfare at, this, at, at these times as well. Um, and just at the time that the Portuguese were there, uh, Christianity actually didn't take much hold in Sierra Leone. Um, and this kind of gives you a sense of maybe what this place was like. Perhaps it was just so diverse. It had such different chiefdoms. We know a lot of places, uh, nations, countries, kingdoms in Africa, um, did accept Christianity and largely just for political reasons to be tied to larger areas, but perhaps Sierra Leone did not, um, the people there and the leaders there did not feel the need too much to be to be tied to the Portuguese at all, but um, the Portuguese presence there led to a large Afro-Portuguese ethnicity and culture. So as we kind of just imagine this coastal place um, visited by a lot of different people, it was also visited during this, starting at the 1750s by um, Muslims who, who created their own small communities there. So we can picture all of these events and the peoples that make up Sierra Leone. At this time, this ship uh, enslaved these Africans in 1755. And what we can conclude from all that happened and what was happening in Sierra Leone around this time is that there was a lot of conflict, there was war, there was a lot of different uh, identities, a multitude of different ethnicities and peoples, maybe just stopping by or maybe putting roots in Sierra Leone. Um, this could have created a form of otherness for a lot of different groups. Um, perhaps it was uh, more difficult to create a shared identity, um, but we can believe that from this otherness and from this vast amount of, of different peoples, the slave trade exploited this and changed the cultural and political outlook of Sierra Leone uh, immensely. So now let's turn over to the situation in San Domingue and look at the larger context of the slave trade in numbers again. So throughout the whole span of the Atlantic slave trade, 800,085 enslaved peoples arrived on the shores of San Domingue. During the 1750s, um, 63,169 came in total. From Sierra Leone, during the whole expanse of the slave trade, a total of 21,405 went to San Domingue. 
And in the 1750s, that number from Sierra Leone was 1,416. So what we get from these numbers is that a relatively small amount of people coming to San Domingue were from um, this area of Sierra Leone. Most slaves in that had arrived in San Domingue came from West African ports or St. Helena. But it was just as everywhere um, increasing at this time, even numbers from Sierra Leone. And um, this amount of people from Sierra Leone would still have been significant enough to contribute to the slave culture and bring with them their own African traditions. So from Sierra Leone, 204 enslaved Africans arrived in the Arche port in San Domingue in 1755 aboard the ship, again called the Fure. From research that I conducted, I discovered that immediately upon arrival in San Domingue, all ship arrivals, so all the enslaved, um, were split up by origin and language to strip the enslaved community of, um, of community and camaraderie. So they would try as best they can to not allow these people to be with others from their own origin countries in order to um, probably just prevent any, um, you know, revolts, any people just coming together. They, they really just wanted to strip them of all, all things connected that connected them to their identities. So this concept of social death starts from starts from the get-go. I mean, if it didn't start when they were first sold into slavery, it, it for sure was was really much there and very um, and the white plantation owners were very active in trying to get rid of and creating this social death. And in San Domingue, white French folk would create their own differentiation between slave groups. Um, for example, they labeled some as civilized or uncivilized based on their Christianity status. So this is just an example of how um, the white people might have just pushed on their own um, ideas of identity onto the enslaved peoples. Um, as far as what many may have brought with them from Africa, we know that uh, Vudun was a common African-based religion practiced in secret amongst many of the enslaved in San Domingue. And so just despite efforts to prevent it by the whites, these enslaved Africans consolidated themselves in groups to preserve culture and fight social death. In order to combat the stripping of freedom and identity that enslavement created, they would also practice suicide, non-cooperation, um, women would practice abortion, um, they would poison themselves, um, and sometimes revolt. During the 1750s specifically, um, organized revolts were becoming more common, and an especially prominent wave of slaves not poisoning themselves, but po- poisoning their plantation owners, was occurring in this time period as well. Um, so we can see from this how um, vast the possibilities are of what might have happened to those aboard the Fure and how they might have tried to fight against social death. Um, these people who arrived, again, they either um, went to be field workers or um, they were domestics or they were drivers, but it is, it's very likely that most of these people went to work in the field because Saint-Domingue was a really large uh, economy for the French and its exportations of, of sugar and coffee specifically were, were, were really, really prominent at this time. Um, so by understanding what these 226 people came from and what might have happened to the 204 that arrived in Saint-Domingue in 1755, we can understand that these people were individuals, not simply numbers. They had experiences and ideas in Sierra Leone from war to navigating the existence of foreigners to world religions, 
um, and to their own involvement in merchandise and trade. They took, they took these ideas and experiences with them on a ship to Saint-Domingue, only to be stripped of their identity and to, then to endure the impossibilities of slavery. Yet many likely found ways to take control of their own lives, whether by suicide or creating tight-knit communities of other African slaves around them in order to share in a common language, belief system, or share in toxic freedom. Um, with these particular people waiting for the day when they or their children could participate in the most unprecedented revolution of its time, the Haitian Revolution, that would start um, officially in uh, 1791. So thank you for joining my podcast today. Um, That's all I have, and I hope it was both informative and enlightening to the ways that historical research can give identity to those lost in their time. If you are interested in finding information, statistics about um, the Atlantic slave trade and look at some visuals to, to really get a feel of how this might have impacted Africa as a continent and um, the places that these enslaved peoples ended up, um, you can go to slavevoyages.org. Um, thank you, and I hope you enjoyed it.